authors, editors, publishers, book cover designers, agents, critics, readers. A whole lot of professionals come together for a book. We are going to explore the world of books in our unique podcast show called Book Lounge. Book Lounge is brought to you by iCafe Podcasts, born with a collaboration between Tell Me Your Story and Zero Hour Entertainment. I am your host, Koral Dasgupta, all set to ask some interesting, straightforward and fun questions to our guests. Today, it's my great pleasure to introduce Coralie Bickford-Smith. She is an award-winning graphic designer and she has created several highly acclaimed book covers. She has a degree in typography at Reading University and lives in London. How are you, Coralie? And welcome to Book Lounge. Oh, I'm well. How are you? Great fun talking to you. And as we go to the questions, my first question to you is uh, something that really, really uh, fascinated me about your designs, that most of your work has a very strong element of nature. How does nature inspire you personally? Um, nature's so ingrained in who I am uh, because I grew up in the countryside in Norfolk in England. Okay. And I was just surrounded by long, stretching coastlines and lots of woods and I was always outdoors and I loved drawing so I always had a sketchbook with me and I just think it just became part of who I who I am and I live in London now so I'm sort of miss the countryside so much that I do it kind of comes out in my work it's part of my imagination (laughs) (laughs) so Coralie do you still uh, get to carry your sketchbook wherever you go I mean is that a passion just sketching or drawing yeah, I I can be usually found on a bus traveling around London with a tiny sketchbook so no one can see what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you intend to do with them or that is your personal collections, like a personal diary of an artist? Yeah, it's just like my observations and my notes and it's ideas. So it's where I come up with my ideas. Um, yeah, not for public consumption. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fabulous. Everybody must have some secrets with them. Yeah. So uh, your website introduces you as designer of fine things, mostly books. How did this engagement with book cover designing happen? Well, again, when I was growing up, I was surrounded by books. So books and countryside are my big two things. Mm-hmm. And I sort of books became my friends so either I had a sketchbook or my book any book I could get my hands on and when I was a teenager I fell in love with the work of William Blake and he really blew my mind because he not only wrote books he illustrated them he printed them and he bound them so he did everything and I just sort of thought maybe there's a career for me in books so uh other than William Blake, is there anybody else who you would like to name as inspiration or maybe just you loved the books, loved the stories and felt that I wish I would have drawn this or you just had that that instinct to draw something out of it? Any yeah. of the stories? I love the stories. Um, I think it was, I was looking at a lot of pictures as, as a kid and it was like, I wish I could draw that. I wish I could create these worlds of pure imagination um, I really, really love William Morris's work and his pattern. Okay. 
So I kind of sneak a lot of pattern design into my book covers as well. Okay. So what is your cover designing process? I mean, do you work on a brief or uh, what kind of meetings do you have? Or do you try to uh, kind of uh, take in-depth knowledge of the what the product is all about? Or you just take a brief and concentrate just on that core communication? Oh, I'm so much into the the words. I get a brief. And then if there's a manuscript, I will just devour it. I'll read as much as I possibly can about a book. And mm -hmm. I will research the author. I'll research. I do a lot of classics. So I research not only about the period the book's written in. I research the bit about when the author was writing it, what society mm -hmm. might be like at the time. And then I look at a lot of what's go what happened there graphically um politically and then it all just sort of melds in my mind and comes out with something else oh that's quite some work no because if you're <laughs> talking about understanding the story and then going back to the period that that particular novel or story covers and then researching out the kind of uh, market <laughs> during that time that's quite some work it so, is <laughs> So are you very, I mean, I, I'm prompted to ask you that, are you very choosy about your work? Because this kind of research, if you're putting in, in each and every project of yours, you probably don't have time for too many. Uh, I'm, I, I, do, I do what I'm given. Like things will just land on my desk. My art director will say, oh, this book really suits you. And um, I've sort of got uh, I kind of got a system now where it won't take me as long, but mm -hmm. there is a lot of reading and I'm just obsessive. And part of me wishes I could do my job faster. And I probably my art director wishes that too. But I kind of, I just really like to be confident that I'm doing that also the best service that mm -hmm. I can give them. I really respect the work that they put into, you know, their books and their writing. And I just, I feel like a fraud if I took shortcuts. It mm -hmm. kind of gives me the confidence to say, yeah, I'm really proud of this cover. I'm really proud of like um, illustrating that author's work. Mm -hmm. So obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's obsessive. That's more about an entitlement towards your work, uh, the responsibility that you have been bestowed with. So that's uh, something to learn from. Yeah. Are there any specific genre of books that you love to work for or you take each and every book as it comes? I do have my favourites. Um, I absolutely adore the Penguin Clothbound Classic series that I've been working on for 10 years now, just over 10 right. years. Uh, so that's where I get to really put in, like, I read the text, I find a symbol that's sort of relevant and embodies it. And then I create a pattern out of it. So, and then I use my favorite materials on that I can use in the book binding, which is the foil and the cloth. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've uh, seen, seen those books, but the foil is embossed, stamped into the cloth mm -hmm. and they're just so tactile and gorgeous. Lovely. So, uh, Coralie, has there been any book that you have read or do you actually find time to read just for pleasure of it or work reading takes, it, takes all of your time? 
work reading generally takes up all my time which is really sad and then when you're work reading (laughs) I want to read more for pleasure but when I'm reading for work I kind of put a work reading hat on and so it's not like I can really enjoy it because I'm constantly scouring the text for that concept um but I still it's brilliant to have a job where you read (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can completely probably, you know, uh, relate to that because uh, if reading is a part of your job, then that cannot be your pastime as well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever read any book which you just read and you felt that, oh my God, I wish I would have done the cover? Yeah, I, I read, I read Philip Pullman's books uh-huh. and I love, I love his books so much and I wish I'd done the cover one of his but I feel that it would be a great responsibility and to sort of say I want to do that and then if I failed at it I'd be miserable (laughs) (laughs) there's always an element of (laughs) self-doubt no I mean uh, fantasy I mean everybody has the right to fantasy (laughs) (laughs) and you are a deserving one even I would fantasize something that you desire and deserve I don't deserve but I still desire (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what are the professional challenges that you have to face being in your profession? I think it's what I've just touched on. It's um, sort of self-confidence. So I'm quite anxious as a person and Mm. I want to... I'm not very good at talking about my work and I'm not very good at promoting my work. And I was very shy as a kid. So I Mm -hmm. think it's been a lot of lessons in sort of finding that balance to be able to talk positively about your work, which I still fail at a lot. And I can see people go, oh, no, don't. Why are you so down on your work? I just think that is something that a lot of people struggle with. And they they see people achieve things. And they think that they can't do them. But when you really dig down deep, you realize that the people that have achieved things do things in really small steps. So if you look at my body of work, you might think, oh, my God, you must be so confident. And and then you think, no, I'm just out there to say it's all about small steps and loving what you do and being kind to yourself. So, yeah, that's kind of that's my personal challenge. And that's something that I will wrestle with forever, I think. <laughs> Being a creative person, how do you manage to be kind to yourself? That is something every creative person would have to ask, Kulali. If yeah. you could just help that help us make it easier. I'm so mean on myself. And I think like I can sit and work and if I'm not getting an idea, I'm just so horrible. The voices in my head are so mean. And I think learning to stop mm-hmm. and say, wow, that's really cool. And not project it onto other people. Other people aren't thinking that. That's coming from your own brain. Um, Just being able to stop and say, do you know what? Um, I can't do it all the time. I'm going to have a break. I'm going to watch some TV. I'm going to go and eat some nice food. Just simple little things. And I do yoga, which really helps. Um, Just giving yourself that time when you're not forcing yourself to do something. Be creative. Allowing yourself not to be creative sometimes. And realizing mm-hmm. you're just human. Does that make sense? Totally. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I, we were just talking about your uh, creation process. And uh, so, do you prepare a, 
a list of options for your clients or is it like you just work on something come out with something and show it to them and they suggest the modifications and you go with it or do you have options for them that this is a few layouts that i have in mind and i'll progress with the one that you choose how does it work for you options options i think sometimes you can come out with a perfect thing and you can convince someone that that's the thing to go with but most of the time I feel that, especially in Penguin, where I work, it's mm-hmm. quite, it can be quite a collaborative process. So somebody can say something and you go, no. But then with time, <laughs> you think, actually, they're right. And we sort of, we can, if we work together well, we could create something even better. So mm-hmm. I do do options. I do, I think it's quite nice to sort of give that author like the different routes, different ideas and, and then sit down and chat about it with my art director and then marketing sometimes get involved. And yeah, people really, people really know what they're doing. And I, I'm still, lear- you know, everyone's still learning. And I just, I love people having mm. input. So uh, since you work on options, uh, there must be a few rejections as well. <laughs> How do you handle that? I mean, do you take that personally or handling rejection is something that every person at every level in every profession has to go through. So uh, your insights would be very, very uh, important for everybody who's listening to this. Yeah. Um, You know, like as a designer, you're trained to deal Mm -hmm. with that from a very, from like Reading University I did take it personally. <laughs> I did find it really hard. Um, but now I've been doing it. I think I've been at Penguin for 17 years. And mm. when something doesn't get through, mm. I'm not I'm not so upset about it because you can tuck it in your pocket and you can keep it for later. You can get it back out on the table. Um, some <laughs> ideas I've had, I've just got out again and again and again until finally they get through. But it's not. it isn't a personal thing. It's about doing the best for that mm-hmm. book, you know, to serve the author's writing as best as you can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't – and, like, failure, sometimes you think you might fail, and but every time you fail, you do learn more and more and more, and I, I think I've failed epically quite a lot in my life, and it's made me more resilient and able to think around a project in a different way, you know? Lovely. So uh, tell me one of the most inspiring experiences that you may have had in the course of designing a book cover. Yeah, well, one time I was reading Seneca um, to design a cover for Letters from a Stoic. And Mm -hmm. I was also working on my second book that Mm -hmm. I was writing and illustrating. And I was so stuck. And it was about a very anxious worm. (laughs) And um, (laughs) And I was so stuck that I just sort of, I thought, right, this is a time to be kind to myself. And I picked up um, Mm -hmm. his other short essay about on the shortness of life. And I was reading it in the bath, trying to forget everything. And I read this quote and it's, um, but life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past and neglect the present and Mm -hmm. fear the future. And it just summed up exactly my anxiety, my creative block, and it inspired me to be more in the moment. And mm-hmm. I love that my day job exposes me to ideas and thinking and arguments that lead to me escaping my own mind sometimes and liberate me. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, given that you have published your own books, does it help in any way in your understanding the vision of other authors that you are working with? Yeah, well, insofar as working on other people's books and doing their covers, mm-hmm. yeah, um, absolutely. I really do think it's hard to give your work that you've created yeah. a test over. <laughs> I, I mean that since you are an author too, probably you understand the emotion as well when your own book comes out. Does it help you relate to an author far more since you have your own books, you have authored your own uh, titles? Does it help you uh, connect with the author and hence design the book cover? Yes. Yeah, it does because I, I now know all the angst. <laughs> the <pre-publish, laughs> the, yeah, before you publish all that, all that energy you poured into it and, and waiting for the people to read it. And yeah, I just, I think that authors are extremely brave. I think I feel that more now that I've gone through it myself. I think they're very brave to put their work out there and take the comments and the feedback. It's really, you know, it's quite, quite a thing. I've got such respect for people that put out book after book after book. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree to that. You know, one, uh, the, the fiercest thing that could happen, happen to the person was to happen to any person is that uh, your results are declared when you were a school child. And now it is that editor's mail has come. So the moment it flashes in your mailbox, you are like getting those jitters. Yes. <laughs> yes, because you're an author too, aren't you? So you've, uh, you know very well. <laughs> so uh, currently I've received a huge list of awards. Is there any special award that is closest to your heart? Why is it so? Yeah, it has to be the honour that Waterstones, Waterstones, which are a big bookseller in um, mm-hmm. the UK, the bestowed on the Fox and the Stars because the Fox and the Star was just such a personal, personal expression of um, it was the grief that I had for losing my mother. So putting out that out there was just felt so vulnerable, and I felt so exposed. And for it to be acknowledged in the way that it was acknowledged, it was absolute pure pure heaven and I just thank you I'm still so grateful for them for seeing something in my work god bless you and your mother thank you she's still <laughs> around <laughs> in of my course she is. I'm sure she is and she is yeah. blessing you uh, your next book is coming out in March why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is about and how you went about creating it it's about a bird and it's about a kind of a love song that the bird sings to a tree and it's the bird experiences the world in, their, in its own way and it's, it meets all the other animals in the tree and realises that the whole, everyone is connected to nature and the tree and the world around them. I haven't got my elevator pitch sorted yet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a love story and, and it's full of song and joy and happiness. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you were about to say something else, and oh, I, yeah. uh, I am a reader. I mean, right now I am a reader and I am a book lover. So the moment you say "and," I get to hear more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please go. Ahead. <laughs> so, uh, 
Currently, the last question that I have for you is, what is your life goal? You are an author, you are a cover designer, you have a list of awards to your credit, you have studied and picked up degrees from the best university. What is your life goal? Where do you see yourself going? Well, I thought long and hard about where I want to go next. But in reality, I just want to be really happy, healthy, and I just want to be around my friends and my family and just be creatively fulfilled in whatever way that comes along. Um, I just And also just be able to dedicate my time to what I love doing, which is making stories and illustrating. So I'm kind of lucky that I'm doing what I really do love. And it's been a long journey to get here. So at the moment, I'm just enjoying it. I really hope that uh, life moves like that for you and you get everything that you desire. Thank you so much, Coralie, for being with us. And I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for your lovely introduction. Totally my pleasure. Thanks once again. Thank you, audience, for listening to our show, Book Lounge, brought to you by iCafe Podcasts. Please do reach out to us with your thoughts and suggestions on hello at iCafePodcasts.com. Subscribe to www.icafepodcasts.com and you can also hear us on other audio apps. Stay tuned with us for Book Lounge. iCafe is brewing.